0: what's up you filthy animals hey i'm back look you got you're either wearing a really weird vancouver grizzlies knockoff or you've got some oh it's the it's pdx carpet jersey
1: That hasn't been released yet, and I'm not totally sure it's <laughs> it's an actual jersey.
2: How did you find that?
1: <laughs> uh, on, it, well, JP, you sent me uh, actually down not a rabbit hole, but you got me into it. It's the same sort of thing that you bought your Crabtree jersey. From. Oh <laughs> your, man, your, car- your cardboard tr- Crabtree jersey.
2: That thing was like a team team like official, dude. It was. It had a neckline that was only good
0: if you were wearing shoulder pads. You also had to break into the Corvallis U.S. Postal Service office to (laughs) get it before a 49ers preseason game against the Vikings so you can wear (laughs) it when we watched it together.
3: I was I was
0: stalking every single uh, mailman all the way through
2: Corvallis. Every time I'd see one, I'd stop them and ask them if they had my package, they probably were really scared when I pulled up to the actual post office. Demanding my package at that point. What's in this
0: package from China that this weird redhead really wants? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sucks because it takes like five weeks for it
1: to get to you. Like, yeah, the the shortest amount of time.
0: I got a Muggsy Bogues jersey from Russia that took eight months one time.
1: Muggsy, shout out Muggsy Bogues. That shout
0: out, shout yeah. out Muggsy Bogues. We love Muggsy Bogues. We're, we're a big uh, Tyrone Bogues uh, fan club on this podcast. Uh, but I realize we've been gallivanting and celebrating this jersey without explaining what it is to our listeners, Benny. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it's been two weeks since we've had a full episode. Welcome to the 55th episode of the Belligerian Beasts podcast. Thank you for being with us. Benny is wearing a six, a sick Portland Trailblazers jersey that may or may not be real, but it's cool nonetheless. Benny, what the hell is on your torso right now? It's uh,
1: so it says uh, it's a black jersey with um, like uh, aqua,
0: kind of aqua aqua teal,
1: a teal, sea sea foam trim, sea foam trim, trim. Jacksonville
0: uh, Jaguars 1995. Yes, that's (laughs) exactly (laughs) the color. Uh, Aiden McArdle era. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it instead of, well, where the sash is, the sash is still there, but it's the PDX carpet, uh, uh um,
0: pattern design pattern. Yeah. But the, but the good one, not, not the current carpet at PDX. It was, that's it was right. The, the mid-ots carpet when like this became a thing. Mm,
2: but rumor yeah. has it, they're bringing it back now when they redo all the terminals again.
1: I've heard that too.
2: Yeah. But there's
0: they're, and like, right now PDX is a hundred year a- project.
2: No, they'll be done in a few years. They're already in the middle of it. So like Terminal C. I, I,
0: oh, I'm aware they're already in the middle of it. Every, every time I fly into Portland, they're already in the middle of another construction project without finishing the previous one. That coming soon carpet sign has been up for four years. Right right when you're going down to baggage claim. I like, it's too late. Just say we're behind. We all get it. We're all short staffed, (laughs) things are taking a while, it's okay. Uh, it's a dope jersey, Benny. I still don't think we've had any confirmation if that's actually a Portland Trailblazers alternate. But I just hope no, it
1: is. No, I hope it is, too. I, I went to my go-to, JP, and he wasn't sure.
2: I was not sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, Which that's that's my source of everything JP jersey. JP starts every morning reading UniWatch for 45 <laughs> minutes. So if he's not sure. Shout then... out
2: UniWatch. They just relaunched their website. It looks great, by the way. Did they? Yeah, oh, nice. good. Shout I'm out UniWatch. Shout out right now.
0: Yeah. Th- Uniwatch, we talked a little bit about the early days of being on Twitter for me in the last episode last week, JP, and I think Uniwatch's Twitter account was one of those accounts where you like got me being like, "Oh, like there is cool shit on this dumpster, f- on this future dumpster fire of a social medium." It uh, wasn't when Funky Paul Molina
2: made it on Sports Nation, tweeting at them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: oh L- man, L- L- those were a- the.
0: Those are the moment. days
1: when we we're like, Twitter's Twitter's going to be so cool. You can interact with people that, <laughs> that are famous.
0: From all over the world, you can have debates with people with different backgrounds and come to understandings and shit. And that's exactly uh, how it's going to work. Oh, uh, man. That's uh, not how you guys use Twitter? I, I use Twitter to um, chat on spaces about if Oregon State's going to go to the Mountain West or not while uh, following Jonathan Smith just tweeting damn right, checkmark emoji, beaver emoji through through the fucking storm. (laughs) (laughs) I laugh every time I see that tweet from him. And it looks like the 2023 Oregon State recruiting class, we're going to get more into this later, but is shaping up to be kind of a banger. So I'm a big fan of how Jonathan Smith is handling this. But yes, it's hard to be anywhere on Twitter right now without – Find, encountering college football realignment and doom and gloom for Oregon State, Washington State. But I digress. Yeah, fuck that. It's mid July. Yeah.
1: I think we're staying together. The, the Seattle past, Mariners,
0: is. Benjamin Wehage's favorite baseball team, haven't lost a baseball game in 11 and a half years. <laughs> I yeah. haven't figured fa- People are going
1: crazy here.
0: Did J Rod just win
1: the home run derby? I don't know. I was trying to find it. I don't have cable in the, in the room that I'm recording in. God uh, damn it. I only I got have it up, guys. YouTube. I got what it do up.
2: Do?
0: Don't where where are we at? Where are we at in the home run? Derby? So
2: Pools, Pools just Pools hit 15. Soto is up to to match. I didn't Who could be another Mariner soon? I told you that, dude. I said put cool. the money on, on it. Anyone could be another
0: Mariner soon if you try hard enough. That's if true. I had to or trade dream. J-Rod. hard enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's uh he's the uh rookie that i'm the i've been most excited for like ever on any team
0: that i've watched benny the blazers can have rudy gobert but the twins get julio rodriguez who says no <laughs> probably you i would say no damn it
1: <laughs> all he does is rub his covid hands all over microphones hey hey uh, he's <laughs> he fits he's, well with a the wolves
2: just an <laughs> By being
0: really really good at basketball yeah motherfucker <laughs> just Worth despisable coming. i i will say this i did not Uh-oh. like her to go bear yeah bear much it, but now <laughs> that was yeah, a shocker. I'm, shocker I'm really i'm really really excited about the timberwolves next year the whole team the whole team Austin Rivers is like our worst player. He just signed for the veteran minimum. That never happens. Austin Rivers? Austin Rivers just signed for veterans minimum with the Timberwolves, which I think is a good indicator that the reputation of the team has, has risen a bit. Because he's still a reputable—he's also a hateable player, and I'm not ready to be like, oh, I've always loved Austin Rivers. I haven't. But he's still a useful basketball player, and I'm not used to useful basketball players taking veterans' minimums to play for the fucking Timberwolves. (laughs) I'm excited that there's optimism around this squad. But you also come full circle
2: because you do kind of land a curry on your team, finally, after all these years. Kind of. Sure. Oh yeah. Given that uh Austin Rivers'
0: sister is married to Seth Curry. Yeah. Oh. That's the, that's the little bit of magic we needed to make this championship run. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> This is this was David Kahn's endgame in two thousand nine. <laughs> all along, he just needed to be given the patience for it to all come together.
1: <laughs> Man, do you, how cool would it be if if Austin Rivers, Seth Curry, and Steph Curry were all on the same team? That'd be such a fun it would team be to be really
0: on. It'd be really cool if it was the Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: Damian Lee is also Damian Lee is married to Sidel Curry, Steph and Seth's youngest sister or younger sister. Oh damn! Yeah, oh. and he was just on the Warriors, so. Technically, two oh, half of them just won a ring. Wait, D- Damian least oh, signed man. with somebody, didn't he? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the Suns.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Good for him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hot. That's a hot place to play. It is hot. <laughs> they
0: play indoors, <laughs> but yes, and, and during the winter time. But <laughs> the the, the walk from the
1: parking garage to the arena must be hot. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, that just about does it for the fifty-fifth episode <laughs> of. <so it does. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's talking to But, but I, Benny, it's been a couple of weeks. How are you, man? What's up? Yeah, I'm,
1: uh, I'm really good. I, uh, I don't know if I had actually mentioned it on the episode or not, but I was out uh, doing ketamine therapy, which was uh, amazing. It was the coolest right. thing. So um, I would uh, highly recommend uh, if, if anyone deals with any sort of mental um, health issues. Look into ketamine um, therapy. It uh, it doesn't work for everyone, but it certainly um, was a game changer for me.
2: Do you mind sharing so, with the listeners what made you research it and decide to you know take the plunge and give it a try? Yeah,
1: yeah. I um, I think like like for anyone, COVID was was tough. Um, and I went from working a really social job where I was interacting with people a lot to working from home. And I think that that had a way, way bigger effect on me than what I had given it, um, uh, what, what I thought at, at the beginning, I guess. And, um, and I noticed, like, I was just unmotivated. Uh, work was a drag. Like, everything was sort of just like, I have to do this. Uh, and it, everything felt like a bit of a burden. Um, and so I was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And, and I've, I've taken like antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication before. And it, it sort of helps, but like, not really. It more like just masks the issue, but, like but the issues are still there.
3: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: And, um, and so I, I was on YouTube and like randomly came across this video, uh, and I had heard about psychedelics being used in, um, for, for mental health. And uh, and so I clicked on it and like the the people in this video, it was uh, basically them documenting their experience with ketamine therapy and the way that they were talking at the end of the video was exactly what I was looking for. It was like a a sort of a brain reset. Um, And that's the best way of putting it is, is that it sort of reset the brain. Uh, and gave me a ton more energy, uh, a lot more optimism and enthusiasm and um, and yeah, like that, that's that's how I came across it. Uh, once I saw the video, um, I, like that had me sold. and so I just went and tried to find a place that was close to me and it took maybe two weeks um, but I was able to get in really quick and, and that's the other thing is that this isn't like a long process. Um, they're still pretty new and uh and and have uh openings so uh it's pretty easy to get in
0: Word. you gotta skip it in your step bro
1: yeah i feel it it's uh yeah, it's
0: awesome right well i'm and you're also coming to minneapolis in two weeks to that's to right hang with me and super secret producer skinder and we're gonna we're gonna make stuff do stuff i'm excited i'm 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 jacked me nice. too. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that it's going well, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. And thanks for sharing yeah, thanks that guys. too. Because I feel like the, yeah, yeah. You,
2: you probably answer a lot of people's questions about like, you know, people who are dragging their feet on it because one, they're, you know, riddled with anxiety or, or depression. They just feel like everything's a big hurdle to take on. But if you're talking about it's a quick turnaround, this could be something that's effective for you quickly. Like I do think that that's um, something that people should hear because I think a lot of times – treatment always sounds like it's this big process. And it's like a big burden to, to try to yeah. start. So thanks for sharing, Benny.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the other thing I would add to it too, is like, you know, um, being depressed doesn't necessarily mean being sad, like life should be fun. And if you're not having fun, um, it's it's something to potentially take a look at. So um but
0: yeah gordon mm-hmm. yeah totally. thanks benny happy to hear that yeah thank you jp how are things in portland these days you're wearing a nasa shirt are you about to announce are you about to i'm going to mars oh, baby you're going full mark Watney yeah. up and up in this
2: <laughs> no i just thought it was a cool shirt yeah. but it i'm wearing my chopham cool hat of course yeah. always representing my hand is sore i spent the weekend uh pressure washing doing
0: what (laughs) (laughs) pressure washing your drip system yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, i bet it's dripping dripping a lot if it's that sore (laughs) (laughs) it's been two weeks come on bear with us listener yeah we're just filling in your, your hand is sore for a, a real-life adult reason, please, please. I was pressure
2: washing my retaining wall to get all the moss off of it. It was so unexciting, but I spent like six hours doing it yesterday. The only thing that saved me was my super trashy inflatable hot tub that I got to sit in later in the nice. evening. and. That that made me appreciate all of my hard work. So Dude, my weekend was really dull. Tub, but
0: were you in Corvallis in 2007 again with the inflatable hot tub <laughs> outside the Paps house? What the hell? I know. No, man. This this thing is great.
2: By the way, I thought
0: they made inflatable hot tubs illegal after the inflatable hot tub incidents that we had. No, they just made they made <laughs> the substances here. that cured inside of them illegal. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is a
1: dope-looking hot tub too, and perfect for like uh, doing shit like pressure washing.
2: Or Dude, after. yeah, exactly. I'm gonna pressure wash from my hot tub next time. So if you guys see me on the sidewalk <laughs> in Northeast Portland in a giant uh, coconut-looking hot inflatable hot tub with the what looks like an AK-47 shooting high, high-powered water. uh its a nozzle. You can come say hi. That's me. I dare you to <laughs>
0: record from your hot tub. Ooh, challenge accepted. It might be a little windy, but <laughs> I'm, I'm done, man. We'll I would do, live in that we'll, thing if I could. We'll we'll do a bonus belligerence episode Ooh, from from, yeah. the, from the hot tub. I'm in. When we're when we're all there for PK 385 this November, <laughs> we'll, we'll all three of us will get in the hot tub together. It'll be the Ooh. hottest. It'll be the hottest episode ever. The, the hot, hot guide, boy's tub. The hot guy tub, as it's been called uh, in, <laughs> no. in, this, in this circle before. Yes. Not with me. Yes, you are. No.
3: Yes, but I was not
0: in that tub. Yeah, you, Yeah, you weren't invited because you were a dick to one person, allegedly. <laughs> and who was there instead of me?
3: Oh, <laughs> your your
0: mortal enemy, but also a potential listener of this podcast. So we, we can't name him. Publicly. <laughs> yeah, no names. But, but you know, Lariat. I of you course know. I know. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> <if you're> listening. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's fine. Uh, it's hot as fuck in the Twin Cities right now, you guys. So I am. Well, I can't say what I'm drinking yet. We haven't gotten to the, the most listened to, most popular segment of the show. But no. that's why I'm rocking my Gary Payton Bees jersey. Yeah. And I turned my AC off right as we started recording. Me too. Uh, for, for for audio's sake. And it's, yeah, it's going to hit 97 tomorrow. And I don't want to be complaining to the people in the Pacific Northwest because I know you guys had just rain, 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 rain. And then it was like, boom, 110 degrees. We've had a very nice summer up until this week. But also... I am my my Irish blood is uh overheating <laughs> right now <laughs> so um i'm'm I'm rock I'm, I'm rocking rockin the the glove the glove jersey um that also from probably the same c- company as <laughs> the other fake jerseys we've been talking about probably made in um, the same warehouse yeah it probably probably I remember I think I ordered this like junior year whatever for 20 bucks and it was the same thing like two and a half months later it showed up and some of the stitching is wrong but it's good enough i told you guys about uh our
2: friend who bought his girlfriend her last name uh was at nfl players and it was that he bought the jersey an nfl jersey for her and from china the same spot that i recommended and benny's been using and terry obviously used And when he got the gift, it came, like, a day in time before, like, her birthday or something. And when he opened it up, the nameplate was stitched upside down on the back (laughs) of the jersey.
1: (laughs) Dude, who was uh, Like, Loki, I I love those little surprises.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, like, a a good (laughs) quirk. That's so awesome oh with her too you probably could have been like yeah this is the the new style (laughs) they put (laughs) him upside down now so that so that when he dives on the ground it's right side up facing the camera
1: (laughs) oh man that's like when i ordered a bryce harper jersey that was the uh, you would order a bryce
0: harper jersey i I
1: ordered the bryce harper phillies maroon pullover and they gave me a <laughs> pinstripe Nola jersey. <laughs> it's like, it's 20 bucks. Uh, you just roll with the punches sometimes. The,
0: they're, they're looking at this like, the, look at these old men buying jerseys. We're just going to fuck with them. Like, yeah. <laughs> You goddamn losers. I bought, I, so I got my my Gary Payton, the
2: second jersey, the Warriors jersey, and it was a medium, but I had a medium in like an Adidas jerseys. I hadn't bought a jersey in years, so I was like, but I can still wear my medium Adidas jerseys, but Nike makes the trim and the cut way more fit, so I didn't think about this. I just quickly ordered the medium. I mean, everything I wear is a medium, so I just ordered it, and I got it, and it was like, I mean, it was like skin tight. I'm like, oh right. damn it! I, was like, I can make this work, but like, it's not like how I wanted my jersey to Nike,
0: be. Nike, Nike, and Michelin Ness. Like, you basically have to go size like up, size up. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
2: but Mitchell then I Ness. realized I couldn't, I couldn't return it because it was technically a custom jersey because I had it made right. as like a, you know, a non-normal player or whatever. And then I'm like, well, I'll keep it and maybe I'll like just wear it if it if it makes sense. But like, I'll try to get a large one and they were sold out everywhere. So. I went and found one from China, and I was like, "Boom!" It's like an investment on me. I have two of them at that point, but whatever. At least I can wear one of them at some point. And if the one that comes is terrible, I still have the authentic one. The one, I never, <laughs> I never got the the uh, the Chinese one. Instead, I got like a turquoise seafoam-colored beanie in the mail with some company's <laughs> brand logo stitched into it like how do you explain logo?
3: that
2: like a brand like their brand like their company logo like stitched in the front but like how do you explain that this stuff, like foreign person doesn't speak english like over email i'm like i i didn't get the jersey i ordered like you don't get a receipt from them like you don't even get a, like a confirmation email nope. it's just like thanks for your order your order number is one eight four six nine like you're like yeah oh okay
0: and that company was Fire Media, and the individual on the phone with JP was Ja Rule. It was the start <laughs> <of 27. laughs> also, my tickets to the Bahamas appear to be fake. What the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> Blink 182 just pulled out. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I just wanted a jersey. <laughs> uh, we need to move on. We, we need to actually get into some shit. Um, but we, we, we've got to talk about some, uh, alcoholic beverages or just beverages or vices and vice versa first. Uh, can I go first? I don't know. Yes! Go first. Go first. I go first. Go first. Uh, just cause I'm, I'm being a real, um, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern energy old white lady tonight. I'm just drinking some buttery ass Chardonnay out of Boda box. Cause it's been, it's Ooh. in my fridge. It's really cold. It's refreshing. Ooh and beer just felt heavy I, I had a beer earlier before we started recording and i just have these nice wine glasses that are made for white wine and i hardly ever use them i don't drink a lot of white wine um i know yeah. you wanted
2: it to sound nice by calling it boda box but it's bought a box i, I prefer boda box <laughs> is it, is <laughs> it matches your box? nice wine glass like i bought a box of wine bought a box
0: Oh, I bought oh. a box. Oh, my God. I like Boda Box because it sounds more like Botox, which is what I associate with the people who probably drink it. Out of those nice <laughs> wine glasses that you're holding. All I mean, that is one, is yeah. fancy, They are very nice wine glasses. Like, they, yeah. These wine glasses administer Botox. Did, did you it buy those on mouth. Amazon? Um, I don't know. I think I got these as a housewarming gift when I moved it into my new place. Oh, that's good. Yeah, That's a nice, feel like, it's yeah. a you nice gift. You get a housewarming gift? I should have just moved more. Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cost of moving's at least a thousand to two thousand dollars, but you know, getting it, getting it into eighty dollars, get a good wine set, uh, get, get, get nice flag <laughs> yeah, set, worth it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you got married, you had a registry with like a thousand things on it. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend the other day about their
2: registry for their baby registry. And I was like, you definitely need to put on there like a PS5, a 65 inch TV, (laughs) be like, I'm going to need this when I'm staying up late with the baby, helping the mom sleep and I have to stay away to feed them. Like somebody, somebody can pull that off. You might as well do it. You might as well do it. Word of advice. If you have a registry put, put the most irrelevant, but desirable things on there.
0: Yeah, yeah."
2: He has Soakers and stuff.
0: IPods. Super, yeah that too. nintendo yeah. 64 shows what technology at get 20 Fox. games Star, you said 20 games <laughs> <laughs> what the, i don't know if anyone's gonna know what that is <laughs> i if you beaver fam if you don't get that comedic reference then i i there's nothing else we can do for you i'm sorry <laughs> you said 20 games <laughs> going, going hit, hit, hitting every drive-through across the whole country, getting six nuggets, eating three, throwing other three away, and not giving a fuck because we got money like that. <laughs> Speaking of not giving a fuck, Benjamin, Lawrence, Sebastian, we age. Uh, have you just like rubbed THC butter in your hair on on, on top of the ketamine? Is that right. like your hair gel?
1: Yeah. And drinking, uh, and I took drinking- an edible and. I have the perfect drink to complement an edible.
0: The perfect drink to complement an edible. Yeah, I want to see this. (laughs) Baja Baja blast! blast. It's a Baja blast. Is that the perfect drink to complement an edible? It's so good. (laughs) It feels like contrasting because it's so much energy in there. Well, that's when you feel you feel perfectly balanced. Yeah, Yeah. it's like I haven't had anything. (laughs) (laughs) To the yin to his yang. That's right. Have either of you guys had the hard Mountain Dew or the Hard Baja Blast yet?
1: No. Do they sell that at the Taco Bell Cantina?
0: I don't I don't know if they sell that at Taco (laughs) Bell Cantina, but I've I've heard it's like been released, like it's in select liquor stores that there's like Mountain Dew has it's like hard seltzer, but the, the Mountain Dew version of that. And I think there's also there's like four flavors. There's regular Mountain Dew, probably Diet Dew, Code Red, and Baja Blast with alcohol in it. That's a hard nope. That no, I feel like if I was an alcoholic beverage, that would be me (laughs) because I I fucking love Mountain Dew.
1: (laughs) I do too.
0: I have have had to stop drinking it. I I can't remember the last time I had a Mountain Dew, but mm, I was one of those weird people. Like so many people, well you, you're drinking one right now. Yeah, it was just a second ago. I understand that Mountain Dew should taste gross to me, but it's fucking delicious
1: yeah it's um no natural flavors that's for sure but it does taste yeah, it's so doomed, good
0: baby i also love surge it, do you remember surge oh i used oh, to yeah. love surge, yeah. surge! they commercials for <laughs> the best
2: yeah but i also found when remember when surge came back benny we were mm-hmm. freshmen surge, surge came, came back, back for yeah. like three months it wasn't very long yeah but I used to be able to buy it EBGB's at West Dining Hall. That's right. Of all places you would find it.
0: It was like they had the yeah, smallest have-
2: little soda section and right there,
0: served. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so Chardonnay, courtesy of uh, <laughs> Botox for me. Uh Bob blast uh courtesy of West hall dining for for Benny today <laughs> uh, do you have an adult beverage that's not an embarrassment? Yes, I have I have, I have a tropic heat from is it a tropic bear in heat? No Ooh. I... Oh God, here we go. I, it's <laughs> it's, fr- it's from our
2: friends. At McMinamins, yay! Nice. Beaver Actual alumni, Oregon State grads, Benny. there we go. Actual That's right. Oregon
0: State grads. Yeah, so I like Oregon State. Grads. So this
2: is Tropic Heat. It is a uh, kettle sour. It has guava puree, which you don't really get much guava with this. Uh, but there's also coconut, which I'm tasting quite a bit. And then the uh, the the kicker here is there's habanero, Benny. Which I know
1: oh, you're you're
0: a big fan of. I so love habanero. This you, is. Do you love habanero, or do you love the idea of habanero?
1: I I love loving habanero, but I I I mean it's
0: we've it's been at shit. wings places multiple times. One of which you got you had to call poison control. And no, you still, I thought you I thought still, about doing that. You still order the hottest hottest habanero sauce in multiple cities most recently when the last time you visited me in minneapolis and the waitress was like do not order this and you're like <laughs> you're looking at me it's because you're like we have to get at least six wings with it on <laughs> no we have to get no wings with it on it's a oh man winner. was that before the wu-tang show it was before the wu-tang show and yeah i talked to you into just getting a side cup of it and you dipped a wing barely into it and took the tiniest bite and you're like, yeah, that would have been really bad. <laughs> well, with the amount of white claws I had, it probably would have washed that <laughs> habanero right out my belly. Yeah. We did end up calling poison control because of the excessive white claws. <laughs> That's another story. Anyway, JP, we interrupted you. Please continue.
2: Oh, I mean, it's actually a really good sour. I'm a big fan. It's got... Uh... It's got a slight, like, almost like, you know, like if you have a spice and you could feel it a little bit and you're like, hmm, on my tongue, there's some spice, but it's not killing me. <laughs> right. That's what this is. It's oh, yeah. perfect. Ooh, that's, it's really yeah, good that's for perfect. a sour. There's, I give it yeah, a 4.1. There's a, that's a, a, a
0: party five. on your tonsils and everyone's invited and everyone brings a cool gift. like a. PS everyone PS5. brings a habanero or gift. An inflat- or an inflatable hot tub or <laughs> an inflatable habanero. Oh, that's actually
2: a really cool like uh, inflatable pool raft idea. Yeah. a habanero. an inflatable habanero. Yeah, I think that we yeah. should this raft is that. spicy. Yeah
0: because our pod is spicy. Any oriented athletes in the Nil game wanting to swimmer <laughs> do... swimmers, Hide, uh, swimmers <laughs> trying to <laughs> I mean it to should to play... be
1: it, it should be the official school pepper. It has the right colors.
0: Do you (laughs) want to float the Willamette River on a habanero raft?
1: (laughs) Good luck being able to get on it, because it's it's the most uneven thing ever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It just rotates every time you climb up. You're just (laughs) constantly falling. (laughs) (laughs) Like Mark Wahlberg
0: in The Perfect Storm trying to come up. (laughs) We're getting way too hypothetical here. We way too on. hype. We, we do need uh, we do need to move on. Uh, well, let's move into um, the bullet points. And before we go any further, we want to uh, just offer our condolences to uh, uh, Spencer Webb and the entire University of Oregon community, the, the athletics community, and the entire campus community, and Duck fans everywhere. Um, I know we, we put out a statement on Twitter, but this is the first time we've – gathered together virtually to record an episode just an unspeakable tragedy life lost way too early and uh you know we we don't want to uh you know have it be anything where it's just like oh like let's forget about the rivalry whatever it's uh, someone lost their life like way too early than they should have and we get on this pod and we just want to talk, talk shit and have fun. But sometimes, you know, we have to address these things that are anything but that. So we were devastated to receive that news and um, our, our thoughts and vibes are with uh, Spencer, his, his, his friends and and family and um, all, all the members of the uh, university of Oregon community affected by this uh, untimely passing. It's just, just the worst fucking news that you can, can ever get. Yeah, one thing I want to
2: point out—I don't—I didn't see this anywhere, and I don't really think that this was actually an issue, but this definitely makes you realize that before Spencer was a duck, he was a high school kid, and he was just like every other high school kid in America. And I you mean, know, he actually had a really tough upbringing, and like overcame a lot, and not just like while he was like persevering through like a lot of personal and familial issues like he won over pretty much everybody that he talked to. And so like, it's been very evident afterwards with like hearing from reporters from like the Sacramento area where he's from uh, people who knew him in high school, that he was just like a guy who cared a lot about other people. And you, you want to put that in, in your mind when you're thinking about like what kind of life was lost. And you know, it's, it's like Terry said, like, I don't think anybody is saying like, well, rivalry aside, this is I'm, I'm making like an exception because somebody passed away. Oh, yeah. But I do think that this is a good reminder that uh, everybody is still like human. And, and before you associate with anything, you're just like everybody else. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really tragic. It's really sad. Um, condolences to literally anyone who, who knew, knew Spencer. Um, we did not – but uh it's still impacting us quite a bit just knowing that somebody who's so young like passed away and um had the rest of their life ahead of them so it's, it's it's very tragic
1: yeah i just i keep thinking about um you know his family specifically his parents and i think any death of a child is is really difficult but when you add the potential and promise that he had and the fact that it was so sudden um i mean it, he's there one second and he's not the next that um that has to be uh you know the only word that comes to mind is devastating and i think that's a vast understatement so um but yeah reiterate what you guys said this is uh, bigger than sports as are some things um and it's it's a good reminder to uh cherish cherish what we have right
0: yeah it's one of, one of those things that can Happen to happen to anyone, but I still just can't imagine the grief. So, yeah, uh, again, thoughts and vibes to to Spencer's family and everyone who knew him and uh, everyone who's hurting right now. Um, <clears throat> on uh, much less important shit, we we do need to uh, uh, talk about. There is an upcoming college football season to talk about. There are there are ridiculous, greedy dumbass moves being made in the uh, business of college football at large that we uh need to need to talk about and and, and speculate on and it's it seems like there's a new uh proposal every day uh I hate you thinking of this word you would think the word alliance would just be 86th <laughs> from college sports Jesus, given how no it works. But it just it keeps popping up. Like, what if what if this these conferences formed an alliance? What if these conferences did that? I, I don't know. But it it does seem like um, there's a lot happening. Uh, Pac-12, Big 12, having talks that appear to have stalled. Uh, there's some Pac-12, ACC either merging or just cross conference things happening that appeared to have stalled, but also I think the most uh, exciting thing, and you guys can jump in on on whatever the two of you think is more important here. Um, I think the UC Regents sort of thinking or acting like they're going to sue UCLA over this is maybe – it's not compelling. It's academia bullshit, and UCLA (laughs) – it's not going to stop UCLA from joining the Big Ten, but it's maybe – it could. It could. It could. It very well could, and that's. I. I don't think it stops UCLA from joining the Big Ten in any real way. The Big Ten wants USC, and USC wants. Right. And a USC wants Big Ten going with them. Right. But, so I don't know if that makes. But what if? What if this all
2: gets? Hold on. But what if all the turmoil starts to spread uh, spread out because of the the anything that's going on with with any court proceedings, etc. That UCLA is so tied and down with everything. That the big Big Ten's like this. This is this sucks, and you know, guess who comes knocking? Notre Dame, who's like, hey, we tried to sell ourselves for seventy-five million annual. No one's buying us. We'll join. Now the Big Ten's got USC and Notre Dame. What's yeah. UCLA worth it to them in the middle of all this right. court chaos? So, it is big. This is this is big. I in my mind, this is gonna prevent them from going. I really think this That's- can happen.
1: That that is a hot take, and and I don't think you're necessarily wrong because I don't I don't think that USC necessarily cares if UCLA goes or not. I don't think the, they care at all. The yeah, the reports were that the Big Ten was in conversations with USC and UCLA completely separately, and they only they only talked at the last minute. So I don't think USC gives a shit. Um, but I think what it comes down to is how how important is it to the Big Ten <clears throat> that. Uh, they can um, have the entire LA market because you'd think like okay, they have USC and that's the that is the majority man. of
0: LA market. Right. But I I I think I think there is desire on USC side not to be completely isolated just in conference geography. But yeah. it came out pretty quickly that the Big Ten is bringing a lot more to UCLA than UCLA is bringing to the Big Ten. Oh yeah, like their, their their athletic department deficit is sensational and
2: yeah they yeah
0: they're bailing on the pack because they need to get the money bottom line yeah yeah
2: but also usc only wants them to spread help spread blame they're it's just a deflection method literally it's like
0: it is a fairly good pr technique oh absolutely we're not leaving on our own yeah Yeah. you see like a totally
2: suckered absolutely suckered and they had which i don't they had no other answer other than, yeah, we have to do
0: this. We have an opportunity to make a ton of money. We got to do this or else like I, we're, yep. it makes our jobs easier. I don't understand that from USC standpoint, though, because that's an institution that has never cared about optics in that sense before. Or UCLA. Like they, or UCLA. I feel like they would have tried to partner with Stanford, and then the two private institutions would have bailed. On had all, yeah, California. But yeah. I, I don't I don't think there was ever a, a meeting of the board of trustees of USC being like, well, if we just leave, a lot of people are going to be really mad. We should try to get UCLA to come too. Like, that—that's not a thing that happened. I, I think you make a fair point, Jay, uh, but I also think that UCLA just serves it as like, oh, another person to play, and the it, it's attractive for the Big Ten in that way because not every single Big Ten team is going to get matched up with. Uh, away games at USC and trips to Los Angeles to play in the Southern California market for mm-hmm. recruiting. So it, uh, that's it. That's the one thing UCLA is bringing to the table is games in LA that no one's going to be at so the recruits can just walk down to the front row and be like, well, this atmosphere sucks, but I hear Penn State gets 115,000 people in and they just beat UCLA 45 to 10. <laughs> um, so I, I applaud the... Um, uh, the Regents for bringing this up, it kind of feels like when moves are made by people with this much power in sports, it's almost a formality, and this can delay it and make them spend more money. So I'm just skeptical on if it'll actually work. But here's why, good. Yeah, because here, but could. here's why I
2: think I agree with you 100%. Like, this feels like a, like a far-fetched attempt, except for one key thing here. And I think it is that the fact that... California governor Gavin Newsom is on the board of regents. And I think he like is the chairman or something, but he took it very personally that they were completely undermined with this process and left in the dark and not even told until it had gone public. Oh, he's on the board of UCLA. No, no, all university, California system. Yeah, got it. So, Which, so that, that is
0: illegal. That is illegal for them to do that. <laughs>
2: it does not look good for him either, because he looks like he was totally undermined as a political figure, right, and a guy right. who has presidential aspirations is not going to let some UCLA take him down for being like a guy who has no clout. In his own UC system, it is not going to yeah. happen, and that's why I think he is going to go full bore railing on these dudes in the court system, and it's going to not I could, allow I could them to make the go,
0: move. I could see him going scorched earth on it. So I think it ultimately comes down to how bad does USC want UCLA to be in the Big Ten, or how bad no how does the Big Ten
1: want UCLA. Or, or how bad does Fox want the L.A. market? I think that's what yeah. it really comes Well, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll We're get, saying the they'll, same
0: they'll thing. Get, they'll <laughs> get the L.A. market with us. So, but, so we just mentioned three institutions with a lot of money and a lot of power. They're not going to get Stanford.
2: Stanford's too small. Stanford's a third of the size in Northwestern. No. There's no
0: way they're bringing Stanford in. There's no way. I th- I think they mm-hmm. could bring Stanford in by the time this is all well it's not going to ever be over. But if we really move to a state where it's two power conferences and the Big 10 and the SEC each have 26 teams each, I could see Stanford in the Big 10. Uh just from an academic standpoint, but that's not the that's not important right now.
1: Right. I Yeah. And and again, this would be going down a rabbit hole. So I'll just make my comment. I think if it came down to Stanford and Oregon or Stanford and Washington, Stanford would actually have the better resume to get in.
2: I think they'd take Washington, though, because Washington's got a bigger school. They've got still great academics. And I mean Stan- Stanford. Have you been to a game at Stanford? It's no better than UCLA. Right. When it but comes what's, to yeah. a, a, a what's
0: Stanford's endowment, th- I haven't looked this up. Well,
2: b- a billion. I mean, they're they're crazy right. numbers. Like they've got crazy numbers. Right. So
0: the, the Big Ten wouldn't get Stanford to add like another like raucous fan base, but it's one of the best institutions on the planet, quote unquote. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah, which their, is they which, have their own problems, which is yeah. why when people, of course they do, but you know the Big Ten doesn't give a shit about that um and also i do think there's a there is a future I, I think northwestern's protected in the big 10 because of those academics and this is a this is rabbit hole as fuck but if we think we won't see a era where the big 10 is booting schools like rutgers and maryland which was a botched acquisition anyway yeah but even schools like minnesota and, and yep. nebraska and just like schools that aren't necessarily like punching uh it's to relegation I mean it's in, relegation terms of, in college sports not even in terms of quality on on-field product I I think Oregon State could do the full we age this year that we'll see on the prediction episode go 15 and 0 42 to 14 I don't know how much that matters for yeah. like I, I know I, I think Dashnell made a good point that was like if like this is like the stakes raised a little bit for Oregon State to be good this year but one year is not going to change anything. Even, winning nope. one national, say, let's just pretend we win the national championship this year. And I don't think any of us are really predicting that. Sorry if that's a bummer. <laughs> um, I, I'm wrong. Betty bet, bet might. The amount, of, the amount of no amount of difference <laughs> that makes in public perception and money. I the fucking fat cat suits making these decisions. I don't think any of them would care. No, I don't think it would move the needle for them. They'd still be like, you're this big school in a tiny town that's hard to get to. And there's no way that, you know, like without the backing of a major brand like Nike or something, there's no way Fox or ESPN is going to pay major dollars to have Oregon State on its airwaves, no matter how good the team is. And Benny, you and I talked about this in the emergency episode is there's like nothing about on-field product that can like fix this
1: no no because if you think about it this way um what by adding usc and ucla the big 10 is splitting they were at were they at uh they're at 14 teams they're going to 16. um so they're splitting their revenue up 14 ways and now they have to split it up 16 ways so they're getting a smaller portion of that revenue now you usc and ucla i think are bringing in more money than what your average team in the big 10 is. Uh, U- USC definitely is. Yeah. Um. But, it. but then look at Oregon state. If you add Oregon state as let's just say the 17th team, and now you have to split it up from 16 teams to 17 teams. So each team's giving even more money away to Oregon state, uh, right. Oregon state doesn't bring in that money. And so it doesn't make sense. Which is why big, I think yeah.
0: we're five years, we're within five years of seeing teams like Rutgers. And I, I hate to, Pile on Rutgers. It's just a helpful example, yeah. Uh, but I, I think we're going to start seeing teams booted from conferences if if this is what happens. If if this pace continues, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Yeah. And then when that that opens up a lot of shit, like the only thing protect protecting Vanderbilt in the SEC right now is that it's a charter member and its academics are excellent. Yeah. So the SEC can be like, oh yeah, we love Vanderbilt. We we're a conference of you know, academic excellence or whatever. But the second the Big Ten boots Rutgers for something, even though I know Rutgers doesn't have the same say in the Big Ten as Vanderbilt does. I'm not trying to say it does. But the second that it makes financial sense for the SEC to get rid of a school like Vanderbilt, it will. Yes. Well,
2: see, that's why that's why I, I, I think tying this back to what happens with the uh, UC Regents and UCLA is super critical with this because it will set precedence. And I think... right. I pose a question in in the show notes or the outline could the beef Sue and the, and the reason that I I propose that is if if the regents win and depending upon the premise of how they win, that opens the door for like legal protection for universities to not be blindsided by their conferences, thus affording them a loss in revenue and locks them in essentially, and kind of makes conferences like nothing, like powerless, other, other than in name. Um, mm-hmm. And and I don't think that teams would be able to even jump conferences anymore after that point. Like they won't really matter. It's gonna be like geographical, almost just like the you know AFC East and the NFC West. Like it's not gonna actually yeah. matter at that point forward if if the the Regents are successful in suing UCLA. And depending on what they win with because like could 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 let's say that ucla and usc do leave the pac-12 crumbles in oregon and washington leave the beeves have to go to a lesser than the pac-12 at least conference the losses it financially pile up that we cut programs we cut uh we cut coaches L- losses mount therefore we lose more money and the revenue just starts dwindling can we not, is that not legal precedence to go sue UCLA for losses and right. damages? Right. I mean, like
0: that's why I'm curious about faith, right. e- yeah. exactly. So
2: so, and same thing though that makes that that would make the conferences powerless for relegation and booting schools if these lawsuits protect the universities over the conferences. Right. I'm very very interested in following along <clears> because throat> throat> that will really determine the fate regardless it will determine the fate of oregon state athletics either way
1: that's that the the way you describe that jp is um i I think that's the reason why i am still but certainly was very very mad um at both oregon and washington fans when usc and ucla did this Like, us in Washington State are sitting here like, oh, fuck, this sucks. Playing in the Mountain West is going to suck. But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, okay, so our athletic budget would be – or our athletic revenue would would be like 10% of what it is right now. So we'd essentially have the budget – to pay jonathan smith and no yeah. one else in our athletic department that's yeah. it so we're not going to have jonathan smith we're not going to have any of the members of the coaching staff still on there um and, and you programs? Right. They, they, things start to yeah. crumble and crumble fast and and here it's like everyone's out to get the buck or i mean i get i guess there's a certain aspect of it to not be left behind but i mean if yeah just if that's if the Pac-12 stays together, or if it gets merged into something bigger, and Oregon and Oregon State are playing side by side, like there are some things bigger than sports, but like very few, and everything else, fuck them because like that it brings it to a new level to for me at least. Um, you can just you trying can
0: to bail at the the first sign of things.
1: Well, there's a difference between so when i was born it was like oregon and oregon state were were rivals and and that was it was fun uh then it was oregon is being propped up by nike money and they're they're buying it felt like they're buying wins right they're buying their um you know nice facilities and fancy uniforms so that that added a different element but when you try to crush our program and and make it absolutely insignificant. Like, it's like there's personal. not like
0: 120 years of shared history. Yeah. You know, and we, we talked about that too. And what really frustrates me about this is it's so comparable. So when was it? I, it, time is so difficult with, since the pandemic started. Uh But JP, I think you probably know enough about this, Benny, you for sure do. But when UEFA tried to just collapse every recognized professional soccer league in Europe just to form the super league Yeah, that was like Barca, Real Madrid, Manchester City, Man United, Paris Saint-Germain, and like all these other leagues, they just don't participate in anymore. And even mm-hmm. the fans of all of those teams were like, fuck this. Yeah. Hell no. It was like there is so much more United fandom against the corporate greed. And I get that this is apples to oranges here but mm, kind of it, kind of it, not it, 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 it kind of isn't it kind of isn't but like yeah. uefa trot is making a shitload of money and they tried to ruin top flight soccer to make a little bit more and the fans said hell no yeah and here corporate greed is ruining college football and the fans of every college football team even the ones that will benefit are saying well what about us And it's just really frustrating that that is the baseline. Because if Mm -hmm. everyone was like, wait a minute, we see what's happening and fuck this, Mm this, this wouldn't be happening. And it's a perfect quote. We've talked about The Simpsons on this podcast a lot. And it just reminds me of one great interaction between Homer and Montgomery Burns when Homer says, but Mr. Burns, you're the richest guy I know. And Montgomery Burns says... Yes, Homer, but I'd trade it all for just a little bit more. And you do not want to be C Montgomery Burns if you watch the Simpsons. They just need to watch the fucking Simpsons. They need to watch Rush Hour (laughs) 2. Green is not the way you're gonna burn in hell motherfuckers the example Shit. that you gave uh the
1: reason i said why i think it is what apples to apples in a certain degree
0: big european soccer and you look worse you're on yeah. the wrong side of all of this
1: but the fans the so for for the listeners that that don't know what happened essentially like each country has their league and and certain uh there are certain teams in each one of those leagues that prop up the team. So if you've heard of Bayern Munich before, that's a big club over in Germany, and there's other smaller clubs in Germany that rely on Bayern Munich for their success and, and their stability and uh, being able to financially support themselves. And the fans said no, not because of any other reason, other than that it would fuck the culture and the historical rivalries that are ingrained in the in those cultures up. And um, and so that's why I say it's, it's nothing different here where you have University of Washington that's willing to say fuck Washington State and University of Oregon that's willing to say fuck the beavers like. That is such the like you said. That's the fucking wrong mentality, and that's that's looking at it unbiasedly. I I think
0: I think so too, Benny. And that (laughs) is that type of mentality allows you to survive going from point A to point B on the survival guide, but your end game, like you're still it, you're still dead by point Z. Yeah, and it's it's maddening. And I I I know there are Oregon fans, there are Washington fans who are like fuck. Like I don't want the Apple Cup to be over. I don't want the Civil War to be over. And they're not the ones making the decision or whatever but like join yeah, our lawsuit though yeah with it the the fucking application to join the big 10 within 30 minutes i was like it's every single time that like some uh you know like hot celebrity tweet something and there's like a dude who's like trying to like get in their dms and somebody responds like she's not gonna fuck you bro it's like we all need to respond to u-dub and u-of-o pining for the big 10 being like she's not gonna fuck you bro and then they said like three hours later we're not gonna fuck you bro we're standing back. Benny, you had a great tweet about it too. be like asking for the problem. Be like, well, I'll, I gotta see what this other guy says first, but I'll get back to you, which actually happened to me, but we're not going to talk about that anyway. Well, one thing I want to say about those schools
2: is like have some fucking ownership. The PAC 12 is where yeah. it is. You are in the, you are in the PAC 12. And if you are pissed off about y'all oh, shit, that PAC 12 is a mess. Have some fucking ownership. Look at, look in the mirror. I just feel like it's just bullshit. It's like, well, it's not because of us. Bullshit. Right. You, you are yeah. part of the problem, too. Like, it's not... Obviously, there's been mismanagement from the commissioner and the Pac-12 headquarters for over a decade. Mm-hmm. But at that time, both of those programs were on the upper echelon, especially of college football, and they didn't sustain what they were trying to do either. So... They, I mean, they are also as liable as all of us, and, and I, I just feel like them be like, well, we need to jump ship because this isn't our our Titanic. Bullshit, bullshit. Well, and and
1: yeah, and I think like I think there's absolutely blame for USC. There's absolutely blame for UCLA. There's absolutely blame for the fan bases and the universities trying to uh convince the Big Ten to court them. Um, but really like who I'm really, really mad at is, is Fox and ESPN oh, totally. uh, ESPN to a lesser extent, but like, but it's like, dude, I, I get it. It's, it's an industry and it's there to make money. I get it. But at the end of the day, like to, this is like college sports is so important to so many people. And if you just look at Oregon state's fan base in, in a vacuum, like, there's so many amazing stories of how Oregon State athletics has, has uh, impacted people's lives and, um, and and the community of going to the games on Saturdays or going to a basketball game or just being on campus like it means a lot to a lot of people. And I think all three of us included and for Fox, I just have this vision of in my head of the meetings of everyone coming in suits, all stuffy. And, and and just, it's all about the numbers and all about how much money we can make. And they're throwing what we have. That's a huge part of our lives down the drain potentially. And they don't give a fuck. Like that's what I'm, that is what has me really
0: upset. Yep. Fucking. Fox, yeah. Well, I mean, all the networks, but I, I, I for one am shocked and appalled that the Fox Network would behave in such a way, but anything but reputable and respectful news reporting. Yeah, fuck. Fox. I was like, I didn't think I, I could hate Fox anymore, and Fox was like, "Hold I blame, my beer, there, Ben." I blame Tucker Carlson's <laughs> bitch ass for this and that fucking kazoo. Anyway, obviously, we're worked up about this. We'll be paying attention. Um, unfortunately, it affects Oregon State quite a lot. And I'd rather be sitting here talking about how dope our recruiting class is looking and how how many times, anytime I go on Twitter, Jonathan Smith is tweeting, damn right, check mark emoji, beaver emoji, and some other uh, dope, exciting prospect is coming on. And there's Aiden Childs tweeting about all of them. Uh, Aiden Childs is tweeting at guys who are undecided right now doing recruiting for the program like I love this this that's is so dope. exciting as hell we should just yeah. be talking about what the on-field product's gonna be we should be getting ready for Boise State and 47 should, days away 47 days away and fuck the Broncos I can't I can't fucking wait it's gonna Me be neither. a great season I'm ready
1: oh. Um, do we want to touch real quick on the the news about the Big 12 Pac-12 not merging they're not that's the news <laughs> and it just seems silly it seems like it was the pack. T- it seemed like
2: it was the pack 12 that uh oh, oh we we st- we
0: stiffed the big 12 again it worked out so great last year. I, I, I,
2: I didn't i didn't take that away from from that espn article by the way i actually took it I the,
1: well, the I'm not, part I'm that i'm referencing i waiting to be honest, the, the part that i'm referencing was the pack 12 uh, uh being tr- uh th- they were like trepidatious about it because of the media uh contracts not ending in the same year
2: yeah but i think that i think what's happening here if i if we want to talk about the news of big 12 pac-12 calling off co- their discussions the the way i see it is this is the big 12 came back to the pac-12 with ulterior motives i mean like let's talk And then walked away from it being like, it doesn't make sense for the big 12. But we're still like, if you read the comments about from their commissioner, he's still like, but all, you know, no stone unturned. Like we're still looking about expansions and like being aggressive about potential additions. So that is not the tone and the tune that the pac 12 is saying and singing. And so to me, we got baited into this. We got baited into this article. We got baited into this news because it makes us still look worse. There's nothing the big 12 wants more than the pac 12 to not exist. Which so, is
1: so okay. dumb. Like it would be, that is the best option I think for both conferences is to merge into one. Cause then you at least have a, you know, fighters' chance against the SEC and Big Ten. There's,
2: but there's too much history. There's too much baggage now. There's way yeah. too much baggage in the last 15, 10 years that's not going to allow this – Will not allow well, I, any merchant to ever happen.
1: That's a solid point. I was I, I was listening to a, uh, a a podcast that was um they like you listen covered the, the, the to ba- another Baylor podcast
0: Bears. other than belligerent I
1: actually I watched it. I watched it on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> good. As long as you're not arrived.
0: listening to anything else. No uh, we, mm-hmm. we listen uh, to every college sports podcast out there, to be honest. That's how much research we do.
1: And they <laughs> so it was they're covering Baylor, uh, and they were saying Remember when uh, the Pac-12 was trying to get uh, Texas and whatever those four schools Oklahoma, schools are. Texas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how they were like, no, uh, they were saying no to certain schools. Uh, Baylor being one of them, saying that they didn't want um, a religious school in there and these Baylor guys brought that up and they're like we don't forget that like and neither do the board uh, or does the board of, of Baylor they don't forget that shit either so when the Pac12 comes knocking and crawling over to us to join our conference we won't forget and so i think there's a lot of that sentiment as well yeah
2: oh yeah 100% i mean yeah. that's uh, there there's too much history there's no way that any of these universities from the, the Big 12 are going to want to be like, well, now we'll come pander to the Pac-12 since they're wounded and need us. Like, no, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. The, the Big 12, Pac-12 alliance merging, whatever, never happening, will never happen. The ACC Pac-12 is interesting, but that's still only going to be like a game. And that's it. Yeah. It's not gonna change it anything. It is literally to sell ESPN and be like, well, we'll have a very enticing championship game, cross a cross conference championship game for you guys to to pick up and pay us, you know, X millions for it. Uh, that shit else.
1: doesn't protect anyone.
2: It doesn't protect anyone. Alliances aren't going to protect anybody. What's going to protect the Pac-12 is leaning into the Pac-12 and doing exactly what I said last episode about leaning into betting and leaning into streaming and expand your audience and take some revenue on what people are already doing, which is sports betting. But I don't. This whole this whole thing is a charade. The the Big 12 ESPN article is a charade, and it's all just to make the Pac-12 look worse. It was a hit piece.
1: I don't know where you go from here because there's two things at play and both need each other to happen in order to be successful. And that is... Uh, you need to get schools to stay and commit to the Pac-12 and you need to get a lucrative media contract. And I feel like you're not going to get a lucrative media contract unless you have presidents that's, that somehow convince the networks that they're guaranteed that they'll that their school will be in the Pac-12. And they're not going to do that if they don't have – like they're going to be looking until there's a media contract in play.
0: Yeah, chicken or the egg. Yeah,
2: So
0: I yeah, remember exactly. uh, Jake Taylor in Major League. I guess yes. there's only one thing left to do then. And Roger Dorn goes, What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. We just said that and won't matter. Wesley Snipes stand up slowly. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, we'll be like, Wesley Snipe stands up slowly, JP, and says, Yeah. And then Dennis Haysbert, as Pedro Serrano, goes, Yes! <laughs> and slaps his hands. And it won't matter in the grand scheme of things, but we'll still have that one trophy. We will be that, the last that, Pac-12 champion. That's all that ever. there's left to do. That's all that there's left to do. When the <laughs> not Pac-12, the national championship. Oh, sure. We will also might, be the last Pac-12 champion. I might now predict a fifteen zero Oregon State national championship on the uh, on the prediction show. Uh, the fucking cover three guys took the under on us again for the fourth fucking season in a row, and I'm really sick of it because they talk about how much they love Oregon State, and it's starting to piss me off. Um, anyway, we need to move on from football and realignment talk we need to talk about baseball we need to talk current about news, baseball because t- today yeah actual news today was or yesterday and yesterday and today yeah uh major league baseball draft hey and Woo. um this episode of belligerent beeves is brought to you still by our friends at Seamheaded beaver fam summer is in full swing and you're not ready to continue your happy summer until you visit seamheaded.com <laughs> Seamheaded, the independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. If you believe that baseball is more than a game, but a way of life, then Seamheaded is the brand for you because baseball is more than a game. And especially right now, at the time of the midsummer classic, Seamheaded is celebrating the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts, and it has an awesome collection inspired by and for belligerent beeves listeners that's right your three-time national championship oregon state baseball team with a bunch of prospects who just got drafted in the major league baseball draft has its own line of seam headed shirts They've got the hashtag chop Tea, the belligerent beef shirzy in multiple colors, the impossibly dope Corvallis map home plate tea that you can even find local boys on, and much, much more available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes. And as a listener of the Belligerent Beefs podcast and all 55 episodes of it, you get 31% off on all Seam-Headed Belligerent Beefs products when you use the promo code chop at checkout, so hit up seamheaded.com today to get 31% off the belligerent beast collection. When you use promo code CHOPEM at checkout for the noisest discount in the game, our friends seamheaded.com hit them up. JP, let's talk Beaver baseball and the Major League Baseball draft. Exciting things happening, especially for the professional version of the orange and black. Yeah, uh, but I think the the biggest uh, piece of news here is our ace on the mound, Cooper Jerpy, first round draft pick. What was your reaction to uh, to to everything that? transpired in the major league baseball draft over the last couple of days.
2: I mean, for Cooper and the rest of the guys, you know, Jacob and Justin Boyd, Will Frisch, etc. like congratulations. Um, I'm not surprised that Jerpy went where he went. I think that's actually a fair spot for him, you know, 22nd overall. I mean, the Cardinals are a classic, a class organization. So I kind of hate the Cardinals, but God damn it, they're always well, good. Well, exactly. I mean, like I don't like them either, but I mean, you're not going to the Marlins, right? Like, I mean, like you're going somewhere that actually knows how to run a baseball program. So I, I'm happy for him landing at a place that's got a lot of history and as. Knows how to build programs and build teams from the draft and free agency and put competitors on the field, um, and I don't, I don't think it'll be long before he ends up uh, yeah. in the bigs one way or the other. Um, and also shout out to him for possibly securing you know three million dollars in that pick. So uh, I hope, I hope his, I know as yeah. he slotted at, I hope he negotiates for more because he he could return. So. If he wants to gamble, if he's a gambling man, like the Pac-12 should be, leaning into gambling, Cooper Chirpy could <laughs> could also negotiate a bit on that contract, but I don't think he should. I think the $3 million is fair. I think his slot is fair. His draft position is fair. Melton going, of course, to the Astros, a once-storied organization tarnished by trash cans. I hope that uh...
0: <laughs> He's, uh, Drew Gilbert, uh, former Beaver commit, and our favorite Tennessee player uh, also got drafted by the Astros.
2: <sighs> yes. Well, they can now you know go and, <laughs> and play alongside <laughs> each other like they were supposed to. But good for Jacob, too. I, I think actually he was a, a little later. I think he was a bit of a steal at that spot, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, I I I saw a big string of outfielders going in that second round, and just didn't see his name called. And I didn't really look at the guys who did go, but he, I, I think that that was a mistake. He went ahead. Guys. He
0: went ahead of the, Brock Jones going the next pick is like kind of crazy because Brock Brock Jones was like a at least mid season from Stanford was like a top ten top twenty pick. So there must have just been kind of just a. There
2: was a. There were a lot of high school kids, though, taking this draft a lot, especially yeah, position yeah. players, a lot more than normal. And, they, and I think that's trending that way now to try to get these guys in the system earlier, versus letting them right. play with an mm-hmm. aluminum bat for any longer, you know. And so, Melton's draft slot one point one million.
0: Hard time turning that down. <laughs> well, he can't yeah, though. He's yeah. already he's out of eligibility right. now. Anyway, right, he's so. out. Of, he's out of eligibility. He's out. Of, he's, done. He's, done. he's done. He's done. Was, but but the next one with
2: that. Boyd is definitely like a bummer and like I I I don't know why I just never considered Justin Boyd going in the draft. I mean I figured look, so many players get drafted in the Major League Baseball draft even though they shorten the rounds and it's still like. Yeah, everyone ends up yeah, getting but there's drafted. also
0: round like one c and cb b round to a so there's five rounds before the second round yeah exactly not but full, like not full rounds but like yeah seeing boyd go one in in
2: that uh that whatever round a conditional round whatever it was compensation
0: round it was comp comp round b he yeah went, uh, 73rd overall Yes, what, to the Reds. Overall. Yeah. To, to the
2: Reds, who have a huge need for essentially every single player on any at any every position. Every position. So that I I I don't see him coming back either. Um, You're
0: under a million dollars too for his slot. So take it, take it, take it, take it, it, take it, it Justin. Take it, JB. Take it.
2: I you know. Fresh going to the Cubs. I mean, these these ones are like. I don't, know what's ha- I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know what's happening with Frisch. I could see him returning. He's got a year left, but sometimes you're like I've got I've got, you know, a bird in the hand and I've made that I made that uh, I don't know what is it even called? I made that analogy. I guess it's an analogy.
0: A bird uh, you did do that. Yes. <laughs> a bird in the hand. <laughs> I and I don't know the rest no of the analogy, but he has
2: it in his hand and I don't know if it's worth letting go and you're like, I've done it. I got drafted I'm getting paid
0: to play baseball. It's been a, a long time coming. So he could come Three, back 300 K two for uh six rounders. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. I mm. mean, like
2: and Gavin Logan's out of, he's out of eligibility. So congrats to Gavin heading to the D backs. Oh. Um, love to follow him through their system. And Wade Meckler to the Giants. I just love it. I absolutely love it. And I, <laughs> I think Andre posted uh, on uh, Twitter early in the season about is Wade Meckler going to be a future Oakland A's fan favorite? Because he just kind of had that like you know gritty baseball style that he, he would just like, play with hustle and just like, did everything really, really well, but nothing exceptionally and could just like essentially, you know, pack the box score. <laughs> the one thing that Andre doesn't remember is that the president of baseball operations for the Giants broke into the big leagues at, on the uh, management side of things with the Oakland A's under Billy Bean. So, Ooh. you know, that is uh, it makes sense that he would like what? a guy who is
0: who is who is he in Moneyball. He's like Is nobody. He
2: no, like he's like not even in it. He's uh, no. yeah. I mean, I, I, I Far, Farhan Farhan Zaidi. He's he was like a analyst at that point, but he was actually mm. an important figure in that era of Oakland A's baseball. At the point where he ended up being the assistant GM with the Dodgers during this current build of their team and their farm system, before the Giants poached him, made in the base baseball operations. Uh, VP of Baseball Operations, something like that, but then now he's, like, the president of Baseball Operations, and we have a GM, Scott Harris,
0: who's uh, from the Cubs. So they well, are kind I of the same am team. jealous that at least one of our guys who looks like isn't coming back is at least going to your favorite team.
2: Yeah, but he's out of eligibility, too, though. Still. Yeah. Hey, there's other baseball news, though. Beaver-specific baseball news with the coaches. Yeah. yeah. Extension season. Yeah. I what are your thoughts what are your thoughts i mean that's it five years like, five
0: years is a lot it's it a lot Seems for... like a lot through 2029 20, that's just yeah i'm i'm cool with it but i'm also just like oh that that seems like a national championship extension
3: mm-hmm.
0: we can have but... tinkle less and tinkle made it to the elite date. <laughs> really i'm uh, uh, d- 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 yes really yeah. I I I fuck with Mitch, and I'm happy Mitch is the coach. But the, like, the, it's 2022. These contracts go through 2029. Are we really saying that the next eight seasons? Well, we don't know the details. De- yeah, but we don't know the details of the contract. The details, we don't know the details. I'm just the way oh, it the the way it was announced from the athletic department was like Mitch locked in through 2029 i'm not ready for that that's longer than benny's marriage that's longer than you've been married (laughs) that's a big commitment i'm like mitch if if there's by divine miracle that mitch can listen to this podcast mitch i love you i don't i i want mitch around i feel like you can say i want mitch around i'm ready to let the next few years rock with mitch and then also say I'm not ready to commit through twenty twenty nine and you're it's still you're still an okay guy by saying that. You know, I don't think Harry just <laughs> always scared of
1: commitment here. <laughs> yeah. Always
0: scared of commitment. Can I be reasonable here? <laughs> Even when we gave the extension to Tinkle, I was like I mean a lot of years on that thing. <laughs> And I, we've gone to the postseason both years with Mitch in charge. I'm happy with the way things are going. We should have been in Omaha, and I don't blame him for that. I don't. I feel like teams just and athletic departments do this to show that they're doing something. I don't know that the extension was necessarily needed. He was already – his contract was through
2: 2025 already, wasn't it? I like it. I like it. I like it. I actually like the extension for him. But here's (sighs) why. I really still don't know who we would get. He he could just –
0: We don't need to talk about who we we would get. He would crash and burn as –
2: I know, but I'm saying he could crash and burn as a coach, and I still think that he was our best option after – the fiasco with Pat Casey retiring and and unexpectedly no, I retiring.
0: understand that. We don't need to talk about who else you can hire.
2: But no, but here's what's different though. Here's what I think is here's what I I've we noticed We need to talk as, about
0: the allocation. This is betting. It, this is betting no, that he's, he's not, going to go to Omaha at least 3 times in the next six years and that it's going to be a bargain.
2: No, it's not because they've only extended Dorman and Gibson for 2 years. So th- what they're saying is we trust you with this program that you will find the right coaches, that you will have the right they, talent. And, well, I, I don't they know what I already else, like, trusted
0: him with the program, though. You don't need to extend it to the end of the decade when it's the beginning of the decade. That's the only thing I'm saying is I don't think this is necessary. <sighs> I think this was a premature move. Hey. I He's extended to- through 2025. Why does he have to get extended now?
2: Because, what? Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody was like, dude, the minor leagues opened up this year for the first time in essentially two years. Sure, he was supposed to be a AAA but... manager for the Mariners. Who is to say that somebody wasn't calling again, being like, hey, I know you're at your dream job, but don't you want to manage in the big leagues? This is your stepping stone. We're going to bring you in for AAA, groom you to be a bench coach, groom you to be the manager. Like, that. that is very feasible and honestly him signing the extension is probably less about yeah i want to i want the job security but more about no i'm staying loyal to the program so i really do think it was a show of good faith from both sides for for mitch specifically
0: then it was I us think you like, can do that with tacking on a year. I don't think you need to tack on. I don't
2: four. think so. I think that mm-hmm. this is like I think they probably went to him and the said number The number of
0: years they've tacked on has doubled the number of years he's managed so far.
2: Sure, but don't you think it was them probably trying to catch a pulse of where he stood? Our,
0: sure. our I know, I baseball
2: program would be an absolute I- shambles if Mitch Canham left next year because he only had one year left on his contract and he was like I got one year left.
0: He wouldn't have had one year left. He was. I'm saying after next
2: after next year. I'm just saying, like let's just let's just say he's got one year left. I'm just whatever.
0: Sure.
2: If he left next year, like he could justify that in a way. I mean, like, well, I only had a year left. I didn't leave them too early. I didn't like just sign it and bounce. I've almost fulfilled my contract more than most coaches get a chance to do. But I got my other dream job calling. This was a show of good faith from both sides. I like it. We haven't locked in the assistants. They've got two more I... years. That is a worthy That is a worthy extension for how, they, how they've how they turned around this program and this team in the last two years. So I, I'm think not, it's I'm not, uni- I don't have
0: a problem with it. No, I think it's a university trying to bet on Mitch and save money on an extension that would have Maybe. been more expensive after he wins the College World Series. That's a good point too. So I, mm. I think that's part of it. But I, I also don't think it would have been looked any worse on the university to tack on a year or two to that deal for it's a lot we are going to be all of us i'm the youngest of all of us we will all be in our early 40s by the time this contract is over yeah. benny you'll be in your mid 40s ah. <laughs> that's just how time <laughs> i'm not saying he doesn't deserve i'm like i think this is and and i th- you do need to be pragmatic when you're Oregon State. We just talked about how our conference is fucking us over right now. I'm not against that at all. I think it's like, "Oh, this season went mostly well. Let's lock in Mitch forever." Yeah. And i th- ideally, on the optimistic side, i a future where Mitch is the coach of Oregon State until he never wants to coach again and right after the sunset is a great story and would be amazing. I'm not ready to commit that to Mitch Candom yet after two pretty solid years. And I think that's fair. No,
2: Terry, mm. you're right. Oh, no, you're right and you're right. Take
0: wrong. us to Omaha before no. I give you almost a decade's worth of an extension. I don't think that's unreasonable. Is that not unreasonable? I think, no, I uh, think
2: the circumstances I think, right now make that reasonable.
0: 2029 I is agree. a long time from now. It's a I long think, time from now. The recruits starting for us are 11 years old. They're currently why, 11. He,
1: here's here's why I agree. Is with Mitch JP on TikTok, do we know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are because you you we had.
0: are.
1: <laughs> I don't think I don't think Oregon State can um, get an upper echelon coach that doesn't I have a tie to the program. Understand that that's not but what I'm here's, arguing about. here's what I'm saying is that. You have Mitch Canham, who's one of the uh, best young coaching prospects out there, right? In baseball. And so I think we can all recognize that Mitch Canham is the best option for Oregon State and will remain the best option for Oregon State through 2029. Exactly. Probably. No,
0: I can't recognize he is the best option through 2029. Yes. Yeah. That's a big, big charge. I think so I mean there's not I, be I would yeah. guess he might be but you also don't have to guarantee his contract through that long to find out and also to show loyalty and to pay him he had a nice contract you can't even extend it you can extend it to 2025 2026 that's still a gesture of loyalty 2029 is a long time I don't even know oh, if thank, I'd you. Extend thank Jonathan God it's a
2: 2029. I- Thank God it's a long time. I'm happy that he is under contract until then.
1: Yeah, we have so many things to worry about as Beaver fans. This is not one of them
2: now. <laughs> Yeah, Terry, stop <laughs> me in a wet blanket. God damn it.
0: If I wasn't real and practical, this would just be a everything the university does jerk-off sesh. And I will not let that ever happen on this podcast. I like Mitch Canham a lot. I like Jonathan Smith a lot. But I like, I, I think I like, the every, but. I, no, I think, yeah, but that seems like an overly aggressive play. This is like proposing on the third fucking date. I know Sometimes J- that works. Did that and it worked out for you because yes. you're a stalker fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and you what play you by different rules because you've been touched by an angel <laughs> your whole fucking life. I don't think, I, I, I don't think we need to do ex- add that many years to it 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 just seemed like a lot we might be playing grand canyon
1: university in conference games we have so many other problems
2: yes. that we need Thank to you, worry man. about right God, now put it
0: in perspective
2: for this blind man and
0: no, i'm not gonna put it i'm not gonna put it in perspective because usc and ucla uh, are trying to ruin the conference and oregon and washington are trying to bitch out Jonathan Smith is tweeting, damn right, checkpoint emoji, Beaver emoji through it all. I am going to stay undaunted and uninfluenced by whatever Beaver bias, positive or negative that exists. I don't think you need to extend someone through the next eight years because they almost made it to Omaha. I think guaranteeing them through t- the next three years is fair. Four years, okay. definitely fair. Okay. Five years, even that. Twenty twenty nine, Benny is probably dead. <laughs> just, wow, I hope not. My, you know what? Point, no way. Point made. Point it's made, a Terry. Lot. And I would Me appreciate t- some backup on this no. practicality one time no. in the entire almost two years, fifty five episodes. By the time we have our 69th episode spectacular, oh, oh, like I can't for wait for that one to be like, hey, You're so yeah. nice. I feel,
1: I feel like, like some. I'm not trying the to be time. negative. Hold you on. guys are no, making know, it negative. I, I no, no, tried to very
0: calmly say this was a lot of years, and you guys were I'm,
1: like, I'm just saying. Tell me if this conversation has not happened before, where you've had a girlfriend that's like, "Hey, maybe you should think about asking the question." You're like, "I can commit till 2025, but 2029 is a really long time. Forever is a really, really long
0: time." <laughs> <laughs> all of them I, can, I think you should always be asking yourself can i commit this long and how long can i commit i don't mm-hmm. think that is a detriment onto any person your time is valuable i plan to be thriving in 2029 and i'm not even committing to this podcast through 2029 That's, Next you, year, said, if you, you
2: literally said we you were gonna do this until <laughs> you die
0: you have I committed want, beyond that so unless I you're dying in 2028. I want I to I die, which apparently will I be. I want <laughs> to do this until we die. If you, somehow Fox News like it tried to reach out and then you guys added Tucker Carlson to the show, I would quit the goddamn show. Because fuck that guy. No, you wouldn't. You would, you, would, you would That's argue would. the whole time. You would argue with him the whole time. Don't pretend like you just be a quitter. You're not a quitter. No, I would quitting. drive to his house and I would fight him in front of his family. That's what I'm I would do. A live He would verbally abuse you as a cut in the form I'm of a an question. Adult.
2: All right, moving on. We've what? talked about we we, we've two. talked about two coaches who are very active on Twitter. To one who went dead silent on Twitter. Who went
0: dead silent on Twitter?
2: Uh, Mr. Wayne Tinkle went dead silent on Twitter during the yeah. Elite 8 run last year, and he is yet to tweet again. But
0: we have some I, international news. I think, we, I think news. we found what our basketball team is missing. Just start tweeting, Wayne. Yeah. We do have some international news about an upcoming player, which I think we should cover quickly. But... uh Wayne, if you tweet tonight, I'll extend you till 2029. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> uh, sorry, JP, go ahead. <laughs> I'll stop.
2: No, it's okay. But uh, Michael Ratt- Rattay, Ratage, what is it? Michael Retage <laughs> Retage Mahal <laughs> Whatever the German guy the German guy coming to Oregon State men's basketball has been playing pretty damn well in the FIBA uh, U20 Euro Championships this week That's dope in Shout out the Michael. Group, in, in the group phase that is dope. And uh like for example in their their game against Poland he got the start <laughs> And ended up with uh, nine points, two blocks. He also I think in the, it was as the opener, he had like eleven points, six boards, two steals and a block against Turkey.
0: Which I think, up that box score. But I
2: think that resulted in a loss for Germany. Um uh, there <laughs> shout out to Sam from the Payton Years because uh in the Discord he did he didn't mention that they, as they is in the officials Called a touch foul on him, Michael Rataj Mahal, or Mikel Ratej, whatever. However you say his last name, either way, they called a touch foul on him with less than a second left. And then, Turkey banked in one of the free throws to win 65-66. to 66. And according to Sam, the beaver bias is very real. If you don't know
0: about the Beaver bias, go listen to the Payton
2: Years. You shouldn't be listening to us if you're not listening to the Payton Years. (laughs) That's a a given.
0: Yeah, we're just yelling about nothing. Yep. Um,
2: Germany, though, went one and two in group play. They're scheduled to play Lithuania. Shout out Andres Biedrins, the king of Lithuania. Dude. Uh, On July 20th, which is Wednesday, this Wednesday, I tried to do the conversion on the time zones. I'm not great at that shit, but I think it's at 9:45 a.m. Pacific time is the game, and you can catch it at a very, very secretive streaming website that I just found right. called YouTube.com/slash oh. FIBA if you want nice. to and watch You're Michael Michael t- the German. A
0: very, a very secret website, YouTube.com/slash yeah. FIBA.
2: Yep. Also, shout
1: out Arvidas Sabonis, Lithuania's own as well.
0: Oh. Dude, yeah. I bet you him
2: and Beans, Andres Biedrin's probably just look up look up uh this is not really the part of the of the podcast where you look things up, but it kinda is. If you look up uh look up Andres Biedrin's car. Yeah. I, look
0: up Andres Beadrin's shirt from last night.
2: No, it it'll <laughs> look up Deshaun
0: <laughs> look up Desha- <laughs> Stevenson's shirt from last night. <laughs> it's uh what, what happened who was um no they had a really good player he played with lebron it wasn't so darius sangailo is really good who is the um, i'll put in the chat this is with
2: I, the andres biedrins
0: was amazing why aren't oh. their
2: photos showing up anymore oh no yeah they're gone they're off the internet think about think about the power oh, that andres holds over the latvian media when he could scrub the internet of pictures of him, presumably, being pleasured in the back of a car.
0: <laughs> oh, I found it. <laughs>
2: ah, see, there you
1: go. It doesn't look like he is. He definitely is.
0: <laughs> he definitely is. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't um, They had uh, Zydrunas Silgaskis, too, on Lithuania. Ah. That's what I was trying to figure it out.
2: There you go. What there you go. getting uh,
0: not 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 doing anything with <laughs> that? Getting that in a car? Well you know, while you guys were trying to figure out what under speeders is doing in a car. I was like, <laughs> who is that guy? His name started with a Z. I was looking up I was looking up something way more boring than Zedrunis <laughs> 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 Dude, but why can't I get that picture to load every time I click Great it? Great Backdoor Pass by Zajrunis Logoskis? Yeah. Well, a great front door
2: game by Honor's Beadren's in the back of the
0: car. <laughs> oh man! Okay, that's a wrap. So much for some shout outs. They weren't amazing. Let's do some shout hey, outs. JP. screw you, you. for us tonight. What? Uh, not me. Oh, holy shit! Okay, I thought you wanted to to, to do these. I'm no, so sorry. You. Do, I know you said the Warriors were more fun back then. They weren't more fun when they weren't amazing to non-Warriors fans.
2: Well, There's it was
0: Andres Biedrin's. I'd understand that they're fun, they were more fun to me when it was Andres Biedrin's being a front Baron Davis ho, being a front, yeah, <laughs> and upsetting number one seeds instead of being the number one seed. That's always more fun, you know. This, um, anyway, <laughs> um, shout outs women's soccer schedule announced opening the season exactly one month from today. at Paul Arant's Field against Eastern Washington. What's it going to be, JP? What kind of uh is it going to be gonna a be box be... social? Is it going to be a party? Is it going to be – It's going to be a frenzy. What? A frenzy? It's yeah. going to be a frenzy? A frenzy where? At Paul At Paul <laughs> It's going to be a frenzy at Paul Renzi. And we can't fucking wait to be there. And uh, you can buy your uh, beef up. Start a frenzy of Paul Lorenzi's shirts at belligerentbeefs.com/slash merch. And shout yeah. out to
1: the OSU athletic
0: department for acknowledging that we exist. Yeah! Obviously. That, was, <laughs> that amazing. was really fun. Wait a minute. No, there's games on, the first games on August 6th against Virginia Western. Is that an exhibition?
2: Yeah, I think there's exhibitions.
0: And then, okay, the, the August 6th and August 12th are exhibitions. August 18th, it starts for real.
2: Yes. That's that the is real not deal.
0: indicated on OSUBeavers.com, but I won't shit on OSUBeavers.com after OSUBeavers.com acknowledged we existed. Start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi. Shout out Coach Sinacola and the women's soccer team uh, building off of an incredible season last year. And I can't wait. It's gonna be so fun to watch them again. I can't this year. wait either. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking excited. Lots of firepower coming back. It's uh, gonna be gonna be a great season. Uh, great fall across across a lot of uh, a lot of sports, not just football. Um, so that's just exciting. Uh, JP, why don't you handle our next shout out?
2: Yeah, I remember last last year about this time we talked about we memorialized Bud Ossie as a Belligerent Beavs Hall of Famer, one of the I think original five, and uh, we talked about that he hosted that Memorial Scramble golf tournament every year. And he was a big proponent for the golf programs at Oregon State. Uh, that last year was the first year that the scramble be held uh, without him in attendance as or at least, you know, being on this earth. And so just wanted to remind the listeners that the 51st annual Bud Aussie Memorial Scramble, now Memorial Scramble, is uh, August 29th. So it's coming up next month. It's at Tualatin Country Club. I think it's like $300 for the round. Um, so I don't know what the normal going rate is for two all country club, but if you're trying to play at a nice club and you want to do it for a good cause and have some fun doing it, that seems pretty reasonable. Also, by the way, guys, I saw that you could sponsor a hole for that much money. Ooh. Just, uh, just putting Ooh. it out there. <laughs> so yeah, get out there, play some golf, show everyone why we're a golf school. And, uh, Do it in in Bud's honor and Bud's memory. And drink
0: an 11-year-old Bud Light to tie it all together. (laughs) It just—it tastes like a luscious pear.
2: Not when I say luscious. prickly.
0: It tastes like a blank pear. pear. (laughs) Yeah. Like a pear. A pear that was once luscious (laughs) many moons ago. And also 79 student-athletes made the Pac-12 conferences spring academic (laughs) honor roll. All right, conference, what do you say? What do you say about all these student-athletes making this honor roll now that two of you are trying to leave? Uh, They don't give a shit about must having a 3.3 cumulative GPA or higher to be eligible, which would have disqualified all three of us nearly immediately through our entire collegiate experience. Um, I think I had higher than 3.3 one semester. I think I did. I said nearly, nearly immediately. Nearly I had it really. my first term too. Yeah, I think J- I think Benny had th- three point three the year he uh, got his grades good enough to get back into OSU.
1: No, I don't think I had three point three like cumulative. Like if you added all this of my this is GPAs cumulative. Up, yeah,
0: that's what it's supposed no, no, to be. No,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, if you added all of my GPAs oh. up throughout the term, so like oh. additive. Yeah, additive. I don't
0: think it was three point three. Yeah, yeah, I graduated with like a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of like a two point four oh man um well congratulations to all of the athletes who are so much better students than we ever were (laughs) Ost women's track and field of the way with 27 selections that's a lot uh, women's rowing with 12 what is that like the whole rowing team no because there's a lot of different boats so the the rowing team's probably pretty big um so so shame so so shame on you who didn't finish in that top 12. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hit the books. Yeah. Valley Library easy. is there for uh, a reason. Bring bring a book with you next time you're rowing down the river. God damn it. Um just, just, kidding. just kidding. We're very proud of you, women's rowing. And uh Oregon State <laughs> ends the school year with a total of two hundred nine honor roll selections. Way to go. Smart ass school. Yeah. Smart fucking school. Yep. A lot of kids who are too smart to you know. End up in a career in amateur podcasting, so we're proud of that. <laughs> this isn't our career, yes, it is. Okay, yes, it is. Career. <laughs> we just signed an extension with anchor.fm through 2029 based on 55 episodes over the last year. You can't get out of it, <laughs> you get seven cents an episode through 2029. Now, now, do you like how this extension works? Are you is it starting to wash over you? <laughs> i get it okay whatever just whatever i love hope, Oregon State. Terry. i do have some hope um you know uh, there's a catchphrase that i've been privy to i don't i don't know if a lot of people have heard of it hmm. but it, it's funny because it's a catchphrase that you can't spell without hope oh it's two words What? Though. yeah it goes like this chop them chop them you know what that means it means f- it means fuck you if you're bailing on this conference and leaving us in ruin trying to figure out what the hell to do by ourselves in Washington State. We don't give a shit. No matter what, we ride. We rise to the top. <laughs> we will figure out a goddamn way and we will be here through 2029 or at least Mitch Cannon will, motherfucker. So fuck Washington, fuck Oregon, fuck USC, fuck UCLA and love you to all of our listeners through 55 episodes of the bludgeoning peace podcast we'll be back again next week and hopefully back every week through the rest of the summer we've got a lot more content planned for you for the rest of the summer thank you for listening uh thank you to seem headed for sponsoring us thank you to uh bada box and boda box and botox and, botox and everything in between for keeping <laughs> us looking good and the muscles around my wine hole fresh <laughs> Or my esteemed co-host, J.P. Bertram, at the trio J on Twitter, he's too Trial to be real, and at J.P. Bertram on Instagram. And the indomitable, Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage, He's Benny with the good quaff, Benny with a dope jersey that might not be real. Uh, <laughs> it's, his jersey's too Trial to be real, at Benny L 1986 on the social media channels. I am Jerry Horstman, the wet blanket, even though I'm still happy and fun and have had way too much chardonnay tonight anyways that's not the point it's at terry horseman on instagram formerly at terrence Horstman on instagram wow Yo, fancy fancy as fuck i twitter is for friday night lights but instagram's for bridgerton that's the difference between the you know <laughs> the you gotta you, you gotta cultivate gotta cultivate the vibe thank you for tuning in to this episode of the belligerent beefs podcast check us out at belligerentbeeves.com. follow it and subscribe on spotify and apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast please give us a five-star review on all of those and recommend the show to a friend if you're listening right now if you're driving to work do me a favor pull over text a friend text a friend you haven't texted about this yet say listen to this podcast right now because it might be Wednesday. We're recording this on Monday night. On Wednesdays, we listen to the babies, all right? And send them the link to this most recent episode. And we will appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And we will give you a high five digitally and impersonally when we are in Portland, at least for the Montana State game on September 17th! And probably for the PK-985, as well as the Civil War game that same weekend. I'm spending Thanksgiving in the Pacific Northwest, and I hope... You all will, too, for all of this. Thank you again for listening. This has been the longest sign-off ever, so I am going to leave you with the words that you cannot spell chop them without hope. chop them, chop them, chop them, And bring back Bernice, baby!